Uh, yeah. Whenever you're, whenever you're ready, just tell me when you hit the button. Word. What? I already did. I hit it. What? It's done. God damn Two it. seconds ago. Keep up. <laughs> Nine seconds. All right. Good. Good enough. There we go. That's how you do it. <laughs> I should never let Ian come late because, and that, now that sounds really bad. Now that after your beginning of your conversation, I would have been here earlier, but that's exactly my problem. <laughs> Oh, that's terrible. Yep. <sighs> I gotta clean up this. I'll clean them later. Are you still referring to the googly eyes? No, no, no. I'm talking about the figures. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's the fuel, the masturbation that's fuel. That's what I see. Uh, I got you. Okay, it all makes sense the eyes, now. The, the eyes need the feast. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Bry Guy and his Super Friends. I'm your host, Brian Labick. Joining me for this episode is Andy Stoles. What up, podcast peoples? Uh, Mike Bradley. We are going to get Gary. Glenn? <laughs> no, it, all right. Did something with a G. <laughs> nice. Uh, and Ian Lydic's back. What's up, guys? Check me out on my podcast, Blork by the Second. My last co-host finally killed himself, so now bring it up my new co-host, DJ, blah, 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 and uh, we're killing it, so uh, we've moved on, and we're about halfway through the film now, only 300 episodes left, check it out. See, you know, he's still never watched Paul Blart. It's such false <laughs> advertising, it's not even funny. I'm halfway through it. <laughs> so you say. Peanut Blart and Jelly. Check the episode vlog. Yeah, what was the name of your show again? Uh, Glenn Gary Gary Ross. <laughs> Glenn Gary Gary Ross. Yeah, something with a G. <laughs> <laughs> He's just stealing everybody's titles now. Uh, all right, so as I've been doing the last couple of weeks, I like to remind everyone we're getting close to 100. This is episode 91, so we're nine away. Uh, my idea for the 100th is to hopefully get some guest suggestions, questions, uh, topic suggestions, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, so if you want to send us anything of that nature... Uh, you can hit us up on Facebook, which I plug all the time. You can search Braggata Super Friends on Facebook or go to www.facebook.com slash Friends, Or you can also email us at Friends at gmail.com or tweet us at Friends on Twitter. All of that will work. If you would like to get in touch with us, give us some suggestions. And if we get that before we record the 100th, we'll see if we can work it in and uh, give you some props maybe. If you actually you give us any, no, none, not whatsoever. <laughs> so it's working like really months. well. I know. I figured if I started this like you know a couple months ago or you know last month started preambling this at the beginning that maybe I could get some feedback between now and then. But yeah, nothing, nothing so far. Honestly, I think it's all about the anticipation. They're waiting until you say it's the 99th episode, and then all the questions are going to come rolling in, man. They, yeah, the problem they, with that is we will probably record the 100th before it's actually the 100th. Like I'll we'll probably record at like ninety five, ninety six ish, somewhere in there. We'll see the, so the viewers ever... need to know that. So that well, they know, so that when they hear the ninety eighth episode and you know, they, then they submit a question and they're like, 
fuckers didn't answer my question. <laughs> they, they had no questions submitted. Well, I will if you check the Facebook page, I will make it a point to post on there when we're going to record and how much time you have to give us suggestions and questions. So, round guess, we'll say you got maybe about a month to figure something out. And if you don't, I supply all the questions, so we know that'll be fun. Yeah, I don't know if we'll allow that. We'll have to cap that somewhere. I'm going to bring a book of them. We're going to go through them. We'll we'll give you three questions, and none of them can be Paul Blart related. That's fine. (laughs) No issues here. I I honestly say next week, Brian, we we, we take clipboards with us walking around the celebration, and we just start asking random people, Hey, I got a question for a podcast for us? And just... (laughs) What's your name? Uh, it doesn't matter. A guy in <laughs> a guy in first order stormtrooper costume. Good enough. And yeah, we'll just get a lot of anonymous uh, suggestions. Yeah, I'll pretend like you're on like a real podcast. <laughs> yeah, I need like business cards or logos <laughs> or something. Make make some t-shirts between now and then. There you go. Just start firing them out of a t-shirt cannon as we walk around the like, convention floor. <laughs> Like, we're part of a YouTube creator network channel, and we'd like to ask you some questions. <laughs> just sound real legit. It doesn't matter if we actually are. Just, you just gotta just sound. bring us, oh, clipboard, tie, you're good to go. Everyone's <laughs> like, oh, these guys know what they're doing. They're legit. <laughs> yeah, we'll see if we can come up with something between now and then. Yeah, shit, that's next week. So, we got, we got, we're running out of time to, to prepare ourselves <laughs> for that whole thing. <laughs> um, all right, so on tap for this episode, we're going to catch up on some trailers that we've been falling behind on. Uh, so the big ones we'll talk about will be the latest trailers for Justice League, Spider-Man Homecoming, and Destiny 2. Just uh, to kick us off, we'll start with Ian's close personal friend, Zack Snyder, and his Justice League movie. <laughs> so this is the next movie in the DC Universe following this summer's Wonder Woman. Uh, Justice League will be set to release on November 17th. We got our second trailer for this movie. What stuck out to you guys about this trailer? It's even funnier than Suicide Squad, which I thought was going to be hard to talk <laughs> for the comedy department. How many times did you laugh during this trailer? Oh like ten. <laughs> and if you don't mind laugh, that was most of the trailer. Just, 10 laughs. <laughs> just prolonged exposure. I, I mean, I watched that clip where... The Flash says to Batman, what is your superpower? Batman says, I'm rich. I watched that about ten times easily. <laughs> it was the height of comedy. That I will give you. That joke alone had me laughing more than it. Yeah. I, I'd give it. Definitely Batman, Superman. Suicide Squad did have me laugh a little bit. I don't know if I'd say it was. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I'll side with you. I think it was funnier than anything in Suicide Squad. Yeah, hard hard bar to top. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I would say the one word I would use to describe this trailer is direction. Um, that 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 would be just about all I could do for it because it just, uh, I it was like everything they did. It's like, oh look, they're gonna show a cyborg and he looks kind of lame. Awful. Oh look, they're gonna show awful. they're gonna show us Aquaman kicking the shit out of everything on land. And what the fuck is that about? I, and I don't know. It just. So you're saying that what direction's bad? I, I... It, it's there. He's saying. He's saying <laughs> it is there. No, no, no. direction, as in not an erection, a direction. Oh, I'm thinking you're talking <laughs> about like how the director is doing, like directing no! the movie. I thought even like there was a direction. They know where they're going with the franchise. No, I'm talking about the opposite of an erection. Okay, just, yeah, you should have just... led with that, not direction. Why? Why'd you say flaccid? Yeah, yeah, that would that would work too. Yeah. <laughs> 
I don't know. Direction sounded funnier. <laughs> um, it just... I don't know. It, it, there was nothing about this that made me like, oh my god, that's going to be awesome. I'm going to have to go see it now. How did you feel about Batman Superman? Uh, Were you on board with that movie, or was that you get the same feeling from that movie? I mean, it, it, Batman versus Superman... I mean, it's the same thing as this. I'll go and watch this just for the action sequences, just to see... If there's anything good enough in, as far as that goes here for me, but I, I I don't know. This feels like a mess. Just watching what they've done so far, it just feels like it's going to be a mess. Did you like Suicide Squad at all, or no? I liked Will Smith and Margot Robbie in Suicide Squad. Okay. So you did enjoy it. That's most of the movie. <laughs> You know, see, but then you you throw in the Enchantress bullshit and the Jai Courtney can't find a job bullshit, and it just ruins <laughs> the movie. Did you I, I just know. for your opinion? Do you like Suicide Squad better than Batman Superman? I'm just trying to gauge where you're at here. Oh no, no Suicide Squad. I mean, the one biggest thing for Suicide Squad is it, give me an emo Joker, and I'm going to just fucking give you the middle finger and say no no okay. <laughs> like I, i'm sorry that it, it just it, you can't do emo joker and have me respect the movie gotcha. um sorry to anybody that liked that version you know it wasn't against jared leto i, I actually thought until i saw the movie that it was he was going to be a really good joker and the parts where he's acting as the joker he doesn't do that bad it was just i don't know the emo gangster thing just wasn't it wasn't there for me. Yeah, between all the stuff they left on the cutting room, cutting room floor with Joker, you wonder if they crafted some sort of different story for him that maybe worked better? Yeah, I mean, I feel like they could have had a better movie if they got rid of the Enchantress entirely and made him the villain. Yeah, I could see that. Definitely. So, yeah, it's, you know, it's, Suicide Squad just never didn't do anything for me. Okay. So, uh, Andy, you got anything? About Suicide Squad? Well, the, the, I guess this trailer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we wound up in the wrong place. <laughs> um, I thought it looked pretty cool, but then again, I liked Batman v Superman in the Suicide Squad. I okay. wouldn't say they were like my favorite movies or anything like that. And I tend to... Um, I'm interested to see where Zack Snyder is taking this. Because, I mean, I did like Man of Steel and I did like Batman v Superman. They definitely had their issues. But um, you can tell that he's bringing that whole dark feel to it again with, like, the costumes and the enemies. Do we know who the enemy is? They mentioned the fact that the enemy is already here and that you see something drop down, but I don't think I recognized that. They're alluding to, and basically you you can pull all of the clues to the villain in this movie from the the nightmare sequence in Batman v Superman. Darkseid, right? Yeah, they're they're teasing Darkseid. I don't think he's going to be in this movie. I so think it's going to be like his minions. Yeah, from what I understand, you're going to get a lot of parademons and stuff which we saw in Batman Superman. And you see a little bit of them in the trailer too for this for Justice League. Um but I think yeah, it's going to be one of Darkseid's minions. I think the name that I heard tossed around was Steppenwolf. Yeah, I, don't, I heard the I same don't thing. Know who that is actually? Besides the what 70s band? Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know. It I I know Ian, I put you on the spot with being my DC knowledgeable person. Um 
Do you know anything about Steppenwolf? Nope. Okay. Yeah, I, I'd have to look him up. I didn't actually look him up before this. But that was the name I, I had heard tossed around headline-wise that was going to be the guy, the villain for this movie. Which, you know, we don't see him in the trailer. So I'm glad that they're taking a cue, or at least learning from the Batman-Superman trailers, at least for now, and not showing us what the big villain is. Yeah, I really hope that they don't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's still time for them to get another trailer out between now and November, that, and I'm that, sure that, we that, will. That, 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 don't give them a chance. Don't give them an opportunity. Well, here's Brian. the thing. I've learned my lesson. Like, <laughs> if they do another one, I'm not watching it. Okay, you're just going to... Like, the, I'm, I'm going to see it regardless. I, I mean, I don't know how I personally feel about this trailer and the tone and stuff. I'm kind of over the whole Zack Snyder dark gritty universe. Like, you you look at this trailer and then you watch something like Wonder Woman and just the color palette is completely different. Like, Wonder Woman is bright and has color to it and this trailer is just dark and black all over the place. Yes, it's a very gray tone to everything. Yeah. It's just, you know, cloudy skies in every friggin' shot and it it doesn't it doesn't work, but it's it's showing the dark side of the universe. I think it works really well for what they're doing. <laughs> I I agree. Yeah, that's the tone they set up. That's the one they're following through with. For me, it's not. I'm kind of over it already. I I'd like I, to I see really a like different the direction. Take well, of course, it's your <laughs> close personal friend. <laughs> so is this is this movie the first one that Jeff Johns really has his hands in? I'm going to say yes. I don't know how much he had to do with Wonder Woman. Okay. Because he was kind of announced when they were in the middle of making that? It was after, it was post-Batman Superman, and I think production for Wonder Woman was already underway, yeah. Okay. So I'm thinking if there's one movie that he would have came in at the beginning of, it would be this one. Okay. That's what I was thinking, too. I'm wondering if he... um is able to write the ship. So this would be the uh, first look at their new setup, production setup, I guess. Well, I mean, you know, even like what Ian said, it, it's already funnier than most of the movies that have come out for the DC movie universe. So I think that's a good sign. I think, it, you know, if it looks dark in, in one thing, like Batman Superman looked dark, the tone was dark, there were maybe two jokes, and they didn't always land. This one feels dark, it looks dark, but at least it's going to f- maybe be a little bit lighter in tone just because of the jokes, like if they if they keep things a little bit funnier. Like I think Aquaman and Flash are probably going to be the two big, uh, you know, they're going to bring the humor to the movie, so I think that'll lighten it up and just not have like brooding Batman and, you know, wanting to kill Superman the whole time and all that stuff. Well, you bring up Aquaman again, and here's another question I have. Since this is going to be our first actual look at Aquaman, how do we feel about Aquaman having the whole kind of tribal warrior vibe? I don't know. I might have to see it in the entire context of the movie. Like, the tra- it, I didn't really swing me one way or the other, I think, from the trailer. I could, I could go either way, really. I just personally feel like long hair and a beard underwater, even if you're Aquaman, is kind of ridiculously adding a bunch of drag under there that, you know, swimmers shave their entire bodies, man. You know? <laughs> and he, he's got, you know, and this is Aquaman, and he's got this big long beard and long hair, and I, I don't know. I, I just, I don't know if I buy it. <laughs> I yeah, mean, I don't know if, I mean, I don't know if he needs to be aerodynamic under the water. I think no, he can yeah, pretty yeah, much swim however he looks. 
yeah, I, I, I get that. I'm just being an asshole. <laughs> it, it, it's just such a such a change from what you're used to seeing of Aquaman in comic books or any other representation. Is being you know the clean cut blonde guy that you know. Well, I think that's kind of the point, right? Because Aquaman was always like the butt of the joke. So if you make him look like Jason Momoa and you give him more to do and make him, I don't know, feel like the Viking warrior that he seems to be coming across in this trailer, that you you take that out of the equation. He's not. He's no longer the butt of the joke. Okay. You have to take him that them, much more seriously, I guess, if he's not if he's not like that. Okay. I, I seem to recall, though, that uh, there are several instances of at least pictures in my mind that I can vision that he was drawn in comics with beards, I think. I mean, I'm not, I don't read a lot of Aquaman stuff, so I would not know. I, I want to say you even get to play as Aquaman with a beard in the Injustice game. I think he's had a... Yeah, I think he's had like a mustache, goatee, or a beard, or something in different iterations. I don't yeah. know if I remember him with like really long hair, like Jason Momoa. No, but yeah, facial hair. I think he's he's had before. Yeah, I can recall that. Okay. That that rings a bell a little bit. I'm just I don't know. It's not that I'm not sold on the idea. I think it's actually an interesting idea to try and at least make him look badass as opposed to the clean cut blonde guy we'll just see how it comes across when they do it he kind of just feels like the the front man for like a metal band to me <laughs> he does yeah i'd listen <laughs> you're the aquaman album <laughs> I, i'd stand to the shit out of that that would be really dope <laughs> they should they release that called murder <laughs> mermaid murder i'd listen to it mermaider that's actually a song mermaider what is it done by a metal metal band Oh yeah, <laughs> I think yeah, you under something. You, you guys ever watch Metalocalypse? Uh, I've yeah. heard the show. I've never watched it. Yeah, the band that uh, made that show has a, a song called Mermaider. It's actually pretty badass. <laughs> they they beat you to the punch, Ian. <laughs> I, I know that's who I was copying. Oh. <laughs> I was stealing it from them. <laughs> well, that just kind of ruined the joke. Yeah, cut this out. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Andy, and your pop culture references. What? Damn Couldn't it. just let That'd that slide. Subtle. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see how this goes. I the whole thing. Do you have a robot though, Batman? Is, is this car a robot now? It looks like it walked at one point. It's like a big tarantula looking thing. Yeah, I'm guessing that's, that's badass some kind of tank thing. Like I don't think it's the Batmobile. A spider tank. <laughs> yeah, sure. Let's go with that. So that's does Batman cool. have a Mech Warrior now? I mean, I hope so. <laughs> is or yeah. Transformers what, crossover? That Gundam? Is that better? Transformers crossover? Maybe. No, fuck no. <laughs> I mean, I'd watch that. The Batmobile and Arkham Knight is... It's not quite what shows there, but it has similar, like, movement capabilities where it can kind of hover and, you know, turn in place kind of thing. It has yep. that tank feel to it. Is that what we're thinking that is? Like, the tarantula-looking thing? We think that is the Batmobile? I thought it was two separate vehicles. I assumed it no, was the same. No, 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 that's the Bat Spider. <laughs> <laughs> I I really hope they call it that for now. 
There's going to be bat shark repellent in it, too. That's yeah, just go full Adam it. West with it, all the name-calling of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think with, uh, you know, the way Batman Superman was really dark, over-reliance on CG, I don't know if... I guess maybe I was expecting something a little bit different or maybe a less reliance on CG and all that stuff for for this one. But to me, this trailer does the same same exact stuff that Batman v Superman did. So I feel like if you like that movie, you'll like this one. If you didn't like that one, you won't like this one. Nothing about it feels any different to me. And I don't know if that's a good thing. Yeah, you weren't too high on Batman v Superman, so... I think it was mainly the like the story plot holes are what really really pissed me off with Batman Superman, just the way they didn't resolve things the way I think they should have or or it, you know the whole Martha thing such a fucking stupid way to write your movie. <laughs> and, no one else had ever thought of that. That is original, and Zack Snyder is a treasure. And you know, at first it's like, oh yeah, you know what? That's true. They both have the same. You know, their moms do have the first, same first name. And then immediately afterwards, you're like, that is fucking stupid. There's a reason why no one brought that up before, because it's fucking dumb. Wow. Do you guys want to see Brian rage a little bit? (laughs) I I was talking to one of my close friends today about what we were going to talk about tonight, and he brought up that uh, Man of Steel is in his top five superhero movies ever. What? (laughs) And I I, I told him I was going to tell you about this on, on... the show, it, well, the rest sounded normal. <laughs> what, like, do you remember the he, like he was like, oh, the Dark Knight, you know, the okay. original, like Tim Burton Batman, and okay. the Avengers, things like that. So it wasn't, you know, that outlandish with his other choices. And I'm just kind of like, so how the fuck does Man of Steel fit in above, you know, Batman Begins, The Dark Knight Returns, so on and so on. And I just kept listening to movies like, yeah, I like it better than that. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, Alright. Uh yeah, I I I don't know where to handle that really. I cuz uh that movie's not as terrible as I think it it you know, I think it gets a rap for being a lot worse than what what it really is. I I think the whole extended action sequence at the end it's like 45 minutes long and just continues and con- continues and continues as a bit much. Um, I think the first half of that movie sets up Superman really well. It's somewhere in the second half that I sort of fall off. I I don't know. Is it just me? Like I don't know where you guys stand on Man of Steel. I, I for me, I fell off Man of Steel as soon as the government was against Superman saving lives. As soon as the <laughs> government's like, no, dude, we can't have this guy who's like a really good dude doing good stuff for us. Like we gotta arrest him. He's gotta turn himself over. Really. I mean, see, I kind of, yes. I kind of dug yes. that because in today's society, like everybody, no one's going to just assume this guy's going to keep doing good forever. Like they're going right. to wait for him to turn and fuck people up. So of course they want to like stop him before that happens. Of course, like a one percent chance is all we're talking about. <laughs> Do you know what? You know what the odds are that his mother's name wasn't Martha and would have killed all of us? <laughs> nope, a one percent chance. <laughs> Near infinity chance. <laughs> Nigh infinity. I don't know. That to me sounds like the guy who needs his concealed carry to go into Toys R Us. I, I just, you know. Have you seen those daywalkers in there? It's like a fucking Walmart for children. <laughs> <laughs> this is coming oh, from a guy man. that used to work at a toy store in a mall. <laughs> so he knows all about oh, the daywalkers inside of a toy store. <laughs> Half of them work there. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's yeah, it's sad, sad but true. <laughs> um, what do you guys think of? Uh, we got our first little glimpse of J.K. Simmons as Commissioner Gordon. I oh, look good. It's true. Yeah. I, I I didn't realize it was a different person. I assumed it was the same one from Nolan's. You thought it was what Gary Oldman? Gary Oldman. I didn't really pay that much attention to like what to make, like Gordon looked like. I was like, oh, it's Gordon. That's neat. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess you're not really focused back. on him or anything, but there's this like cool Samoan dude in the background. I'm looking at. <laughs> He's got this badass beard and long hair. I'm like, that guy knows what's up. I did hey, laugh I, at that line, though, when he's like, oh, dressed like a bat. I dig it. <laughs> like, it, for, for me, J.K. Simmons' presence is, I don't mind it one bit, but at the same time, I, I see it and I think to myself, right now, the movie we're talking about next, i yeah. much rather would be talking about him being in that movie. Yeah, I agree. So... Uh, as much as I like it, give me him back as J. Jonah Jameson and I'll be happy. So. Yeah, I wonder if that's actually all we'll get of Commissioner Gordon in Justice League. Because I feel like they're just saving him for the Batman movie. Yeah, I would you wouldn't. So. Yeah, you wouldn't imagine he would have a, a, a tremendous role in this one. Yeah. So. I mean, he never really had much to do with the Justice League in the comics, anyways. Like, he, you know, like when Batman would go off and do Justice League stuff. Gordon would almost never be a part of the story. Right. So, I think maybe we're just getting an intro to him as Gordon, just like, oh, hey, look, he's going to talk to Commissioner Gordon for a second. We're going to move on from that, and you'll never see him again in the movie. Yeah, fun little Easter egg type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, were you guys surprised I didn't show Superman? Would you have liked to have seen Superman in this trailer? Do you even think we'll he's get dead. Superman in this movie? No, he's dead. They're bringing him back. We'll see. I would assume by the end of this movie, they would at least tease that he's back. More of a tease than the, what the dirt lifting off the coffin in Batman v Superman. Right. Okay. I I see it as Superman returns at the end of the movie and saves the day. Um, you know, dude, like they're getting their asses handed to them, and boom, Superman returns. And well, this is that, supposed to be what part one of like a Justice League is a two parter, right? This is only technically I part one. Think that's yeah. correct, yeah. So yeah. I feel like they'd save the big like I I wouldn't be surprised if we get Superman at the very very end of the movie. I don't know if he'd come in as a third act hero like like you're saying, Mike. I could see him just showing up, and then we'll wait for him to do the hero stuff in part two. But you're talking if like this was directed by somebody who knows what the hell they're doing with this shit. <laughs> Well, sorry, that's why we're Ian, hoping... he's your friend. I'm sorry. He's he seems offended. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we're uh, we're hoping Jeff Johns had something to do with the creative process of this movie. We might have to get Ian some tissues. <laughs> he used all his tissues. He's beside himself. <laughs> <laughs> he's out of tissues right now. <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna get him a salt shaker. I'm just gonna pour some salt. <laughs> Andy, you have anything to add? No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I think the one thing I would add is that when Superman comes back, if it's this movie or the next movie, can we please get the song? Like, like the the John Williams Superman theme? Yes. Yeah, I don't think that'll happen. As much as I'd love to hear it. 
I, I just think it would be so great if they just were like, you know what? Fuck what we've been doing. We're throwing the song on it. And, <laughs> <laughs> you know, just why not? You know? Yeah, the only thing with that, like, they established a new Superman theme with Man of Steel. So that's the theme that's going to resonate with Superman throughout all of these DC-connected movies. Yeah, that's true. You're more likely to get Superman theme in Deadpool 2 than an actual Superman it. movie. I'd take it. <laughs> because, I mean, you know that joke. If uh, what's-his-name gets cast as Cable, you know there's going to be a Man of Steel joke at some point. He's going to call him Zod or something like uh, that. Yeah, Michael, yeah. Michael like, Shannon, yeah. Yeah, like he, something's going to happen with that. Uh, do you guys have a... Even just from the trailer, even, do you, do you think you you can pick out a character that you might think would be your favorite after the movie? I mean, Batman, I think, is the obvious choice, but... It's Batman. So, like, you'd say not Batman. <laughs> One of the other ones. All right, yeah, yeah. Besides Batman, then we'll say besides besides Batman, Wonder Woman. Okay, Mike, do you have a pick? Aquaman besides... being a close second because I've never been a big fan of Cyborg. I ever. feel like he's the odd man out. I'd be surprised if any of us said Cyborg looks to be the the favorite character. Yeah, it's just like that superhero just never really did anything for me. For for me, I, I'd say it looks like. Ezra Miller's Flash is going to be where I'm at. Just, I think that character is going to be one of the most relatable ones. It looks like he's going to get a lot of story and screen time. Um, yeah, because we get the flashback shot with him and his dad. Right. And he's going to be hanging out with Batman, and you know Batman's going to be getting more than anybody else. Yeah. So, so do you, do you, th you do guys uh, think there will be a lot of connective tissue between Wonder Woman and Justice League? I don't think so. I think there will be something, but I don't think it'll be a lot because Wonder Woman is, look, does look like it's going to take place on whatever planet she's from. Um, well, Wonder Woman's in World War One. Yeah, yeah, but they, it did in in the trailer for that. Wasn't there also a bunch of you know, like you start in her, like wherever she's from, the Amazonian place. Yeah, yeah, that's what. I'm talking about. I thought uh, look to look to me like there was going to be a lot of it that took place there. But I mean, that's still on Earth. That's not another planet. Okay. Because that's how that's how Steve Trevor crashes there. That's Chris Pine. Right. Okay. Yeah. It. Gotcha. So I don't know. You know, I don't know what kind of foreshadowing they'll do from World War One to present day. Like, unless they just start laying the seeds of, like, whoever the villain is was, you know, there earlier on looking for something. Because they, you know, I guess they sort of tease, like, this whole mother box thing, which is, like, the glowing box that in Batman Superman created Cyborg that we see from the, the conveniently placed internet video. Mm -hmm. um, and we get a couple shots of, I think, in this trailer. And... I didn't know pretty much anything about the mother boxes either, but from what I was trying to look up, I guess there's three of them, and it, I'm assuming this is probably going to end up being like the MacGuffin of, of Justice League, like that's the thing that everybody's after, that one of them was left with mankind, one of them was with the Amazonians, and one of them was with the Atlanteans. Uh, there is some sort of big battle sequence tease in the trailer, which from what I was trying to read online as far as speculation, they're saying it's the Amazonians, Mankind, and the Atlanteans all facing off against Darkseed's armor. 
you know, whenever that was. I'm assuming that's a flashback, like, that might open the movie as, like, a prologue or something to set the stage about what he's after and why. And okay. hopefully that, I'm hoping that explains the mother boxes, because, again, I don't really know too much about them other than there's some sort of, like, alien tech or something, I think. Ian, I'll defer to you again. Anything? Mother boxes? They do whatever you want. So they're, what, like the Infinity Gauntlet? Well, it depends, I mean, it depends on the writer. It's more of a, you know, just, you know, they're important. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't, you know, it doesn't really matter what they do. You, you want them. Someone else has got them. You need them. Fair enough. That's, that's, that's about all we need for this movie. It gives, it gives the bad guys a reason to show up. That's all we need. It's going to be hard to differentiate between them since they're all called Martha. <laughs> the Martha boxes. <laughs> so excited for it! I can't wait to find out everyone's like connected in the same way. <laughs> everyone's mother is named Martha. <laughs> yeah, that's how you joined the Justice League. <laughs> oh shit! I, I swear to God, Ian, if you're right, <laughs> as if I needed more ammo against Zack Snyder, that would be the one to do it. <laughs> He'd be the only guy to ever do that storyline. <laughs> that would be I'd true. Respect the hell out of him for it. The first and last. That would, that would you be the. You could never top his interpretation. <laughs> you knew. Uh, anything else for Justice League? Did we get Ian's favorite? Yeah, uh, we did I think not. I cut what? him off. Who, who would you? Who, who are you thinking is going to be your favorite? Other than Jeremy Irons. Is he even in this is movie? Alfred Pennyworth. Yeah, he is. How is Alfred not going to be in it? I, f- I didn't know how much we're going to spend, like, at the Batcave or Wayne Manor. All he needs is a second, and he's going to steal my heart and the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Should I specify hero? Like, which superhero? Uh, he's the best superhero. <laughs> okay. He makes delicious cucumber sandwiches, and everyone enjoys them. All right, I think that's the best we're going to get out of Ian <laughs> for this question. <laughs> uh, yeah, any other final thoughts for the Justice League trailer? Nope. All right. Moving on. For, don't put that mask on. You, 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 you. <laughs> Just holding it. <laughs> saw the ears pop up at the bottom of the screen. <laughs> for anyone listening, Ian likes to put on the Batgirl mask when he's doing podcasts and try to talk to us that way. You missed your window. We're persona. done with DC. Put it away. <laughs> uh, so we're moving on to Marvel. Uh, the Marvel and Sony... Joint release for Spider-Man Homecoming, uh, which will be Spider-Man's first solo movie as part of the MCU. We had his debut in Civil War. This is his first movie by himself. Uh, Set for release on July 7th. This is the second trailer I think we've got for this one. So anything stick out to you guys about this trailer? Um, One of the first things that stuck out to me was that we actually get to see Michael Keaton with the feathered collar on as Vulture. Um, it, it's a very, you know, brief thing. He says something, and but he's, he's got that full feathered collar thing going on, and I was like, okay, there's a good throwback to the comics right there, because the original time we see him as Vulture, you don't get to see anything like that. You just see the mechanical suit, or whatever you want to call it, that he has as Vulture. You don't really see that part. So that was neat. Um, and holy crap did shocker look a lot better in this one yeah i think we only get like one or two shots of him right yeah but the two shots you get i mean he looked a lot better yeah i'm curious to see how much he's in this movie Mm -hmm. i didn't think i realized shocker was in this 
Yeah, that's the guy that uh, looks like he's fighting Shocks Spider-Man. It, well, yeah, that too. He did it. Uh, it looks like he's fighting Spider-Man in like the bus depot with okay. all the school buses. He's got like some sort of gauntlet on. Which looks like some sort of like Chitari tech. I'm assuming it's some sort of remnant of from the from like the fallout from the Avengers. Could be. It did, it did have a little bit of that look to it. Cuz even like the the first trailer we saw with people breaking into that like ATM bank, it looked like they had some sort of device that looked Chitari-esque. So, I guess we'll see if that if you know if that turns out to be true if that's how it's connecting to the MCU is is spinning off of the Avengers and stuff like that. Uh you got anything else Mike? Anything else? Oh, I'll pass it on. I don't want to take all everything. <laughs> uh Andy? Wait, what was that? Anything stick out to you for Spider-Man? Um I don't think I saw him with a camera at all. Did I miss that? That's Did he true. Did have his daily bugle job? Uh, well, technically, I guess that... he's still in high school, so I don't know if they'd they'd give him like a full time or even yeah, a freelance. So, like Jay Jonah Jameson might not even be in this, right? Yeah, I don't think I. I'm pretty sure they said that the Daily Bugle and Jay Jonah is not going to be in this movie. Okay. So I think they're they're purely focused on high school career and that kind of thing. The the the, the thing that stood out stood out for me, I guess, was the um frequency at which Iron Man was in the, the trailer. Yeah. Good thing or bad thing? I, I'm leaning towards bad. Do you think we'll get more of him in the movie, or do you think everything we see in the trailer is it? I don't know. I just really hope it's not Spider-Man and Iron Man. You know what I mean? Like, I want a Spider-Man movie with okay, you can add a little bit of Iron Man in there. That's cool, but it seems like we're getting a lot of fucking Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah, if, if I, Iron Man comes in to fight with Spider-Man in the third act of the movie, it kind of defeats the purpose of a Spider-Man solo film? Yeah. Agreed. Um, I, 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 I think the presence of Iron Man will be good because it j- just, you know, they, they had good chemistry in Civil War joking together you know the jokes were funny between the two of them yeah so i think that part of it'll be good but spider-man is really a standalone kind of guy you know he's if iron man's there to pick up the pieces when he fails i think it's gonna create problems for the development of the character over right time. yeah yeah, because I don't know. I'm kind of putting money on everything that we see in the trailer with Tony Stark is the most we'll get of Tony Stark in this movie. Which, to that point, I feel like that we got too much of the plot in this movie or in the trailer. Like, I feel like you can pick out the three acts of the movie from the trailer. And I, I think I feel like that's a little bit too much for me. I don't know if I wanted to know that much. Like, the whole. It's a great line in the trailer, but the whole middle of the trailer, when Tony takes the suit away from him and says, like, if you're nothing without the suit, then you don't deserve to have it or something like that. Mm. That's a plot point. I, th- I feel like it's a big thing for the movie, and I would have rather just seen that and saved it for the movie. But I don't know. That's that's me. Uh, Ian, you got anything to add? Anything stick out to you for the trailer? 
I'm real upset with this trailer because the, when the, the boat scene, when he, the boat gets ripped in half and then Iron Man shows up and saves it, I, I'm real upset with that because I wanted all those people to die. I wanted <laughs> Spider-Man to fail in the most spectacular way possible and spiral into a deep depression and just become this dark guy that has to overcome letting hundreds of people die. And that's what he fights for. That's who he becomes. That's his evolution into a man. It's him. Every night when he goes to sleep, he sees those souls staring at him as he let them die because of his arrogance. But no, Tony just saves the day. Who cares? So, so the so uncle, uncle Ben death isn't enough for you. You need him to have a whole boat full of people die. Well, apparently it wasn't enough for him because he was about to let a whole boat full of people die. <laughs> I don't think he went into that with the intention of, you know what? I'm going to let all these people die. Well, he should have thought about that before he risked all those lives. <laughs> and that, that was like Iron Man's point. And I think it would have been more impactful if all of those people died. And he would have learned from that, I bet. Yep. We've learned from that fucking mistake. Pr- probably. I'm sure you are correct. I, I don't think you are aware of the audience that would be seeing this movie. <laughs> Considering it's a Disney They've movie people and die. probably kids will see this movie. Han died. Everyone was fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, on the boat scene, I do have a serious issue with it, too, Ian. You know? Yes. You, you cut a boat in half. It doesn't matter how hard you pull or push it back together. The water is coming in. Yeah. I thought that was it's more like of... they, they were sealing it so like they had time to escape. Not like so they could like sail back to shore. If a boat's cut in half, it's going down pretty fucking fast. I like, mean, think, if you're just Iron think Man. about it. I mean, I get that, but I think when Iron Man shows up, it almost doesn't matter. He could like lift the whole boat almost. I mean, I think we get a we get a quick shot of like the water coming in underneath. So, maybe there's more to that sequence. Maybe Spider-Man's webbing the bottom or something to try to stop the intake of water. I don't know. I don't know either. I, I, I don't have an explanation for it. I just, it's ridiculous. Like, I like the idea of, oh, Spider-Man has to, you know, hold shit together, like the train scene in Spider-Man 2. Yeah. You know, that was an awesome scene because, okay, that's ridiculous, but it's it's Spider-Man. He could do it. Sure. But, I don't know, the physics at play there just don't make sense to me. Yeah, maybe they're not showing it. I'm hoping they're not showing us all from that sequence, so maybe there's something there we're, we're not aware of or we're missing. That makes just, that make sense? I don't know. You're paying that much attention to like how much the boat split and how much like water's in it while running calculations. You're just like, oh, fuck, Spider-Man's got to save those people. And then he struggles and then Iron Man shows up and then like a scene later you forget there was a boat. <laughs> I, I mean, the, the other thing is, is like, you know, as long as people just get out and swim, they should be fine. True. I mean, you'd think they'd have you... life preservers or something on the boat. But they're all a bunch of children that, like, don't have legs. <laughs> Those who was out to was on that boat, and that's why it would have haunted him. It would have haunted him to his grave. Bunch of handicapped kids. Yeah, it was the Special Olympics boat. <laughs> it's just getting you know, worse and worse. If, if Vulture attacks the Special Olympics boat, he really is a dick. <laughs> <laughs> like, if he's like, you know what, Spider-Man's, you know, like, I don't care what supervillain you are, if you're enough of a dick to go and split a boat full of Special Olympics children in half, well, he is. <laughs> you, you, you know, you're just not my type of villain, you know, that, you know, you have no scruples whatsoever. It's just... 
They try so hard to make the villain relatable, and then he just splits and splits in half a boat with handicapped kids on it, and nobody can ever side with that villain or feel for him again. But Spider-Man almost still does, and that's why he's a bad person. Spider-Man should be in prison. <laughs> you're just, man, you're pulling stuff way out of left field tonight. I don't know, I don't know where to go with you. All right, so Brian, what did you think of the trailer? <laughs> uh. I mean, I liked it. Like I said, I think it, it gave maybe away a little bit too much of the plot. I would have liked to have had some of the stuff, especially some of the stuff with, with Tony Stark. If if that is, if if my theory is correct, that that's all we're getting of Tony Stark, I'd like to save some of that for the movie and not have it all in the trailer. Um, from what the trailer was showing with Peter and his friend, I think that relationship is going to be fantastic. And I love the spider suit. The fact that he hits that button and it like gets limp and then falls off or tightens up and form fits him, I thought that was awesome. Some like Back to the Future tech. Yeah, that's some pretty cool. It was a cool idea because I don't I don't know that that was ever in the comics, so I I, I really like the idea, especially even more so if it's just an original idea. Yeah. Well, you know, even for something as traditional as like wearing the suit under your regular clothes, so then you rip off your regular clothes and you're already in your suit. Like this is just a different way to do that. Actually have somebody change out of their clothes into the into the superhero suit that seems believable. Yeah. Um I guess we we get a little, like sort of what Mike was leading with. We get a little bit more Michael Keaton. Do we feel any better about Michael Keaton as the vulture? We're still on board with that? Anything with his villain that I think, I don't know, stood out to you guys in the trailer? Anything more? Michael Keaton's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's where I'm at. It's like, as soon as they're like, oh, Mike, Michael Keaton's going to be Vulture, I'm like, I don't know how I feel about Vulture, but Michael Keaton will be good. He'll, yeah. He'll, he'll pull it off, you know. Like, it, if they had said, you know, oh, we're getting, uh, I don't know, Clive Owen to be the Vulture, I'd be like, well, I'm not watching this movie. <laughs> so you know, uh, there was one thing I was reading about that some theory that has to do with like Vulture and I guess sort of like his motivations. Um, and this sort of stems off of something that Marvel TV was trying to do a couple years ago. They, I think, they're trying to connect the dots. If this theory is true, uh, but they're saying I think it was way back in like 2015. Marvel TV was talking about plans to move forward on a half-hour comedy series based in the Marvel universe called Damage Control. Does anybody know what Damage Control is? Are they the people that come by and clean up all after all of this? Yes. That is the, like, overworked, underpaid cleanup crew thing of, like, the, the Marvel Universe. So they're the ones that are cleaning up all the damage that superhero, superheroes cause. Um, since the announcement, details on the show haven't really gone anywhere. Uh, online rumors and set photos seem to hint that Damage Control has a presence in Spider-Man Homecoming. And as far as being connected to, like, the Vulture and stuff, the one of the rumors they're talking about trying to connect the dots is that Damage Control is created by Tony Stark post-Ultron. Like, he still feels guilty, still needs a way to help people. Or, or sorry, post-Civil War, because the Avengers are no longer together. So, and he's, you know, ridden with guilt about the whole thing, so he's trying to still find ways to clean up and help people. So he creates damage control for all the shit that they keep causing. Um, but I guess Tony Stark bankrolls it because shield still kind of has their own problems. If you're watching the TV show, you, you understand all that stuff. Um, 
and Michael Keaton's character is rumored to run a salvage company that used to benefit from all the superhero destruction prior to Tony's creation of damage control. So he has a reason, I guess, to take to like hate Tony Stark because there's basically taking business away from him. Uh, so if this turns out to be true, it could be further, you know, uh, could be why there's been no further announcements made with the damage control, cam- damage control TV show since they're trying to save it for debuting in this movie. What I'm not sure of is I don't know if, and this could maybe like the conspiracy theories between Marvel TV and Marvel Studios, but that maybe Marvel Studios has now laid claim to damage control where you can no longer have damage control on TV, or do you think that we might actually get a damage control spinoff television show after they debut in Spider-Man? You think they, they care enough to like be like, you guys can't have damage control on TV? Do you really like think they're like that petty about it? Like, no, you guys can have fucking damage control. I mean, if they're not letting them play with characters that they should be able to play with or work that out, or, like, just the fact that S.H.I.E.L.D. and the MCU don't talk to each other basically at all. Like, I don't really care what it is. I feel like they they could be that petty. It's, it's damage control. Like, who who would care? I I don't know. I, I mean, you could do... You could, if they really wanted to make a comedy about people cleaning shit up after superhero fights, they could still do it without damage control. True. At least I don't see it moving the, like, needle in either direction. I, I really feel like that show would definitely go down the parks and recreation, uh... Avenue, like I feel like it would feel like a almost like a modded version of that to me if they were gonna do it. That would be cool. They had a yeah, showrunner in place it. at one point. I can't remember who the showrunner is though, because when they announced the show, they had somebody in charge to run it. Um, and I, you know, really, what they could if they spin the TV show off the movie, I guess whoever they cast in damage control roles in Spider-Man, you could conceivably see in the TV show if that pans out. So it could be something to keep an eye on. If we see the movie and you're seeing a lot of damage control, you know, that that title being in that organization being thrown around, keep an eye on those characters and those actors and see if uh, the TV show pans out. Uh, Yeah, I think that's sort of all I had for Homecoming. Anything else for you guys stand out for Spider-Man? White Spider Liquid.com. Oh, we're back to that. Check it out. I can't wait till we we review Spider Man in the summer. I'm sure that'll be. Uh, actually, I don't know if I want to have you on for that because I don't know if it'll just be white spider liquid everywhere. <laughs> that's that's exactly what's gonna happen at the movie theater. Right <laughs> we headed out white liquid T-shirts with white spider liquid dot com right now. them. check it out, guys. I'll be there. Find me. Have you claimed that domain yet? I think I think you should. Well, I have the dot com, the dot net, the dot biz, the dot gov. I got it all. It's a very popular property nowadays. <laughs> you didn't get the dot .org? Oh, dude, you don't even want to know the fight I've had over the dot .org. <laughs> Apparently there's like a real white spider liquid that could save people. It's kind of medicine business. I don't fucking care. I just want the dot .org because I deserve it. Part of me wants to just Google white spider liquid and see what comes up, but I'm afraid. Oh, I'd be very afraid. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know if I would Google that one, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, one of these times I just want to call him on his bullshit. <laughs> so yeah, whoever's listening, if you're if you're bored and want to Google some white spider liquid and call Ian out on his bullshit, 
If you are under 18, do not Google <laughs> White Spider Liquid. This is a uh, public service announcement from Bry Guy and his super friends. Do not do that if you are under 18. Thank you. At least but if you are under 18, visit the website. We got a lot of fun stuff for you. <laughs> oh, I really hope that doesn't come back to bite us at some point. Uh, moving on to <laughs> Destiny 2. Uh, so this is our, the next trailers we'll talk about, uh, Bungie released two trailers for Destiny 2 to start hyping their sequel. Uh, the game is set to release September 18th. Gameplay reveal is scheduled for a live stream on May 18th. So the first two trailers we got are just cinematic trailers. Um, you know, we've talked about Destiny in the past. I think it sort of has a love-hate relationship with some of us on the show. But I do know all of us have has at least played Destiny at one time or another. Um, the first trailer we got was called Last Call that featured Nathan Fillion's Cade 6 telling a story at a bar, and then it's revealed that, like, the tower is under attack. Uh, the the trailer seems to show, like, the, the Cabal, if you played the game, Cabal from Mars show up in force. Um, the second trailer is titled Rally the Troops. Features two different speeches trying to regroup after this attack that is shown in the first trailer. So we get Lance Reddick's Zavala leading one group and Nathan Fillion's Cade 6 leading another. Uh, this trailer seems like it falls after the first, the, the last call trailer that we got, showing the aftermath of the battle and everyone trying to regroup after the tower has fallen. Um, and I know, you know, it's, I think we're all just in, sort of anticipating gameplay for this game, just to see what it looks like, if how much different it seems from original Destiny. But just with these cinematic trailers, what did you guys think of these trailers? Mike, I'll start with you since you're our the the resident Destiny person here. Um, first and foremost, I'll say, uh, rumor mill has been going for a long time. First raid Destiny two, we're getting a Cabal raid, um, which is something that is just like the glaring omission from the current Destiny. You know, That's you, true. You, yeah. You go. All these different places, Mars. There's no raid, um, but it, it uh, to me it was an excellent troll uh, by the developers for Bungie and Activision um, to have it be that oh look the tower's destroyed you lost all your stuff I lost all my stuff and you know it, it a really dumb excuse but at the same time, a funny troll for them to not have to have you carry over all your stuff you've earned over all the time you've played it. See, I can kind uh, of appreciate that, though. Instead of just yeah, like... it was a great idea. Because, the you know, we all got kind of pissed that all the stuff that you've spent three years hoarding mm -hmm. in Destiny 1 does not carry over into the sequel. Well, there's an actual story reason why it doesn't carry over, so I can appreciate that. Instead of just saying, by the way, all that shit, it does, we're starting over. Screw you. So... Well, and there's also a good question. It was posed by uh, the guy who's the leader of the clan, I'm in for Destiny, and he basically said, so why aren't all the Guardians naked then? What happens to the gear we're wearing when Destiny 2 launches and goes online and everything? Do, do, we, do we lose that gear too when we start naked? Because, you know... What, ha what would be... Why, you know, in the trailers here, they, it's not a bunch of naked Guardians out there. Wait, where, where's all the gear you were wearing when the tower was attacked? The, the yeah, Cabal caught true. everyone in the shitter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying, you know? Like, it, it, at least let us carry one set of armor over or something. You know? But, 
they're not going to obviously, but it, you know, it yeah, would be a fun I'm, thought. But yeah, I don't think they're they're going to allow just specific pieces of armor to come through. And my my other issue with the trailer is, you know, we get we get our Titan Vanguard, you get the Hunter Vanguard. I personally play as a warlock. Ikora Ray is nowhere to be seen. Given some speech to rally the warlocks in this trailer, she's, she's next to Cade. She, she's there. But she, but she doesn't, you know, they're like, ah, fuck the warlocks. People who play as <laughs> warlock, they can, you know, whatever. So I feel like that's the way a lot of players in Destiny feel, too. So, you know, I just, I deal with it. All the warlocks out there feel slighted. We do. Well, I, I, don't, I don't feel like their head person has a charismatic feel to her as the other two do, though. So if you're going to launch a trailer, I would use the other two. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I mean, Nathan Fillion is the way not, to go for these characters. Yeah, if you're going to use oh, him no, in yeah. every trailer. From, from playing Destiny, like, I enjoyed going back to see Cade, and I enjoyed going back to see the Titan, but the Warlock girl oh. just never really did anything for me. She's just like, oh, she's there, she gives me shit. All right. <laughs> I, I didn't really care for Zavala either, personally. Like, going back to see Zavala was nothing. Go, going back to see Ikora was nothing. Cade was the way to go. Um, yeah. You know, get... Get your rock off my map. You know, it, it's <laughs> it, 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 he was great the whole way across. It's just a matter of I don't know gameplay. I don't think they're gonna change as much as people think. You know, because what's there to change? There is talk of a fourth class entering the mix, as opposed to just having titans, warlocks, and hunters. There is talk of a potential fourth class of some kind. Yeah. Okay. Um. That would be cool to see what they do with it. Hopefully, something good. Because um, I mean, the gameplay but, doesn't have to change. The game, like the shooting mechanic and movement and all that stuff, that is solid. Like there, there is no reason oh, yeah. to change any of that. That is one of the um, one of the things that I really enjoyed about Destiny is, is the, the gameplay and mechanics are extremely solid. Like the the weapons all fire like they should. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have. That part of it's huge. And the way they use it as well to make you do things that are actually difficult for gamers today. Destiny's one of those games where it's not go in and shoot stuff until it's dead. I can't tell you the last time I played a first-person shooter where it wasn't something that if you decided to and you were good enough, you could just run through and kill everything. You know, stealth may have been encouraged at some parts or things like that, but if you managed to survive in most, you could run through and just kill shit. Destiny requires teamwork, it requires planning, it requires more than just being able to aim and shoot. Well, that's mainly the raids. Like, the raids is the endgame activity where all that stuff comes into play. I would would argue you could run through most of the strikes and do that on your own without any type of team communication or anything like that. They're much harder if you don't communicate as a team as on the strikes. Right, you benefit, but it is possible. I mean... The, the the strikes are one thing. It just depends on which strike you're talking about. Um, like this current week right now, we have... Um, oh, what is... What's the Nightfall strike this week? I can't even remember. I... I uh... Deadly Winks. <laughs> Says the guy who hasn't played Destiny since year one. <laughs> Hell yeah, I'm proud of it, bitch! <laughs> it, it, it's the Nexus Mind this week. Um, okay. Ah, the Nexus Mind. Yeah, Oculus or something. Uh, wait, it's not the one on Venus. It's the other one. It's the one 
in old Russia, you have to kill the three captains at the first part, and then you oh, have yeah. to, okay. you know, it, that actually does require communication, um, because it, with the different burns and everything on, you have to be placed around that room in specific ways, or you're just going to get destroyed. Um, Do you whereas, think a lot of the player base does like the nightmare stuff? Uh, yes, because the rewards are there. This game is all about loot. Uh, so the rewards in Nightfall are just basically the second best you're going to get in the game to doing raids. Um, and Nightfall... But if you're not doing, like, raids and, like, nightmare stuff, then you don't need the best loot. You could just keep doing your own thing with your sub-tier loot and be fine, right? So I think there's a lot of the player base that doesn't do the super hard stuff. Uh, perhaps... Especially uh, during, like, year one when I played. I mean, the here's the whole thing with that, is that I'm sure there is, and I feel like a lot of people that do it can't find people to play raids with. You know, they... they because you have to have that group of people to go in and do it with, otherwise you, you can't. You know, like, the, there was only one raid you could solo the entire thing, and that was the old Crota raid. And, you know, you had to be an absolute friggin' monster to be able to go in there and do it. But it could be done. It's But any other raid you wanted to go into, it's literally impossible because of mechanics to do it. So Did they ever add any more group finder stuff? Because I think there was that one thing that lets you do a search to get matched up with people randomly. Mm-hmm. Did they add more of that? There's a few apps out there now few different but apps in game that... you can no, match make it... everything except the weekly nightfall strikes or the raids or challenge of elders yeah true yeah, yeah See, it... i think that's that's the big thing for the new ones to add more like group finder stuff like wow eventually did where basically everything you could randomly find a group by just waiting and search for it in game so i think that was also one of the biggest weaknesses with destiny at launch i don't know if they ever fixed that was you couldn't communicate with people just walking around the tower. I think they've changed that. I think, I think I mean, that. you can like select you can, them and send them an Xbox message. Well, even like if you if That's you have your microphone, like if you have your microphone in, I think if you get to a public space, there's like a one button press, and your mic is open to the public. Yeah, dude, that's better. So anyone that's that is like, also on that open to public channel, they you can communicate that way. I think mm-hmm. like that plus having a group finder thing would be a big difference for the game. Yeah, I don't know. If, I, w- I actually don't know if Bungie will do matchmaking for the top tier end game stuff. If they haven't done it in three years for Destiny One, I don't think they'll do it for Destiny Two. They're pushing their own f- looking for group service through their website, through their app. Um, even yeah, that was the, the other biggest fucking thing I hate about Destiny One was the whole fucking story was on the fucking Grimoire cards that aren't in the game. Oh yeah. That that's something they definitely have to fix in Destiny Two. Like, stop shoving me out of the game. I'm trying to play the game, not dick around on I, my phone. I've spent probably at this point more time than anybody except Brian on this game, and I have not even gone and read a single grimoire yet. <laughs> until until I get above like 5,500 grimoire, which is right around the max you can have, I'm not I'm not reading a single piece of it. Yeah, the story's there if you want to dig and find it. It's just that the the original I shouldn't have to right the original right. story that you go through to get in 
you know, get acclimated to the game was very clunky. You didn't really know who was doing what. There's one character that shows up in that part of the story that you never see again. The stranger. Which, yeah, they have to address at some point. Yeah, that has to... What the? Yeah, what the fuck was that about? It's like, well, we're just going to introduce this character, and three years later, you're not going to know anything more about this character. They, you know, they actually... Like, I don't think they got story content right until the uh, King's Fall stuff. The I forget what... Yes what batch of content that was, but with Oryx and stuff, they actually had, yes, taking King stuff. Sorry. Um, that they actually had cutscenes in between levels that set up a story. You had narration going into each level. You understood what you were doing and why that ended in the raid. And that completed that story. That was fantastic. If they can do that for an entire game, I'm on board. Yes. Yeah. I'm also curious, like why they're getting rid of all your loot. Like, what is there something new engine thing? Like, is there an actual reason for it? I think it's a new engine. Because if you think about okay, it, so when this game came out, they were catering to 360 and PS3. Yeah. And then they, you know, tried to upgrade a little bit to be able to use it on Xbox One and PS4. And you could even swing back and forth between both consoles if you owned it on both consoles. Because yeah. I think when I, when I bought it for 360, I bought the digital version, which at the time they had a deal that if you bought it for 360 on digital, you got a free digital copy of mm-hmm. it for Xbox One, the new, the later console. So when I upgraded, yep. Destiny was waiting for me. And I could swing back and forth between both consoles. Not all of my friends on 360 had upgraded, so I would swing back and forth between Xbox One and 360. All my loot and gear would go back and forth between both systems. I could play with whoever was on, depending on what system they're on. It worked really well. If they're building Destiny 2 from the ground up for this console generation, Xbox One and PS4, they could go back and completely you know, change the engine. Well, that's what I wonder, though, like, how much they would change, because, you know, like, the Battlefields have been running the same engine for a while now. Skyrim's using the same engine Oblivion was using. Same, like, the Fallout, new Fallout's using the same engine Fallout 3's using. I want to know how much they would actually change. Like, because I, I can't imagine they're going to build a new engine or even take, like, a something like an Unreal Engine 4 and do it, modifications to it, like, to be that different where you couldn't use the old models. What I would say is that Destiny players would be perfectly happy with Destiny 2 being a giant expansion to what's already there. Yeah. yeah. I, think, it, I think they could have just done it the wow way, where the the new stuff from the new expansion, like Destiny 2, where even the rare stuff just kicks the ass of all the old shit from the old game, and it'd be fine. Yeah. And then you could just have your little fun gun that you liked from Destiny 1. I, I, I want to know why... They're getting rid of it all. I feel like there has to be a reason, like something in the development that caused it. And I don't know when we'll find that out. I don't know if they'll talk about that for the gameplay reveal when they finally no, start showing footage. I'm sure it's something that just would get leaked eventually because someone will say it. I don't, but I don't think there's a solid good reason for it. It's probably because they figured they could get sixty bucks out of the player base instead of just chipping away at twenty dollars here, thirty dollars here. No, but you could just charge 60 bucks for this, but still carry over the loot and just make it worthless after, like, the first five missions because you already got better stuff. No, uh, yeah, that could be too. That's what I mean. Like, you could just make it obsolete, and, essentially. And then they, they can do the same thing like they did with the recent update, the, the big free update they came with all, you know, revamped versions of the old raids, where, you know, for a long time, the Gallarhorn was not quite as useful and now, if you don't have a team full of Gallarhorns to take down Crota again, you're not going to beat Crota. 
yeah, it, it, so all of a sudden they bring a weapon back. So maybe with, you know, if they did Destiny 2, two years into Destiny 2, say, you know, one of the exotic machine guns that has a specific perk for something, all of a sudden that becomes relevant again. Because that perk is needed for whatever expansion piece they put on. You know, it, whatever. This has me wondering, though, because I remember some of the guns, like, the bonuses on them were, like, aim assist. So, it like, you'd have better aim assist. But they're bringing the game to the PC now. So, there's going to be zero aim assist on PC. So, I wonder if that might be part of the reason, is to get rid of all of the aim assist weapons. Um, because they would be basically useless on PC. Why would they be useless on PC? Well, I, no one plays a famous assist on like any shooter on PC. Like you, your mouse, you're already aiming really well. You don't need help tracking people. The whole reason people play on PC is for the precision of using a mouse and keyboard. Yeah, I mean, I I understand that, but I mean, it, it would there, fuck there, you there's up. a like, there's a few assist, weapons. Oh, yeah, it can, actually. In this game, aim assist will screw you up several times. There's times where your aim assist is going to drag you off what you're meaning to aim at and onto something else. And it does get annoying, but there is certain guns in this game with really high aim assist that'll probably put that mouse to shame. I mean, it... it... Well, that's the whole point of aim assist, is to like equal it out. So, yeah, I mean, that's... But I wonder if though if they're getting rid of it since like that they kind of gun wouldn't be used on PC. If that's just how their way of getting rid of all of that. I don't know. I mean, they have PS4 exclusive guns, PlayStation exclusive guns, so they could just do it that way with. They could. And they change the perks on guns all the time because like you can drop a legendary gun that has a completely different set of perks than the next one of the exact same gun that you get. I guess my question was more if they would just get rid of that as a perk in like as at all in the game or not just because it's coming to PC now. But I mean, they could certainly just turn that perk off for PC players since I doubt the servers will be connected in any way. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be like you know, like I was describing with with Xbox One and 360 being able to share them because yeah, Mm -hmm. there's not going to have cross platform play. We're not going to be playing Xbox to PS4 to to PC people. Which, I mean, I get with not wanting to do with the PC people, but I still don't understand why they can't let you do it, like, with the two consoles. Because they want like, people to buy it twice. No one's going to buy it twice. <laughs> Some people Actually, I know many people that play on both PS4 and Xbox One. There's several people that I play with in my clan that have both. That's dedication. That's something. <laughs> I, I don't do it. But. I didn't say you did. I didn't say, I didn't say no, you did. I, 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 I don't even own a PlayStation, so I there's no reason. I'm stuck in my head. I was like, how's he playing it then? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Andy, do we get you in here? I feel like we're, we're losing you. Uh, you know, just listening along, I guess. <laughs> um, did I ask you what your thought of the trailers? Did we get that far with you? I feel like I we might have got distracted I, before there. I think so, but... <laughs> okay, I can't remember. We, we were getting sidetracked. I don't remember if you had, you've had your chance to come in. Well, I mean, I talked about the um, the three like leaders of the different factions, or the right. Okay, uh, the Vanguard or whatever. Well, I don't know. Do you have the, anything the else to add actually, the... the trailers actually make me want to play Destiny two. Um, I'm kind of glad I haven't played Destiny 
one for a while now, though, because I feel like it's just kind of running my head against the wall. Because <laughs> I'm going to lose all the stuff I would get anyways. Yeah. If you go to Destiny 2. So. Well, see, this is the thing that I keep thinking of is they gave us another, like the last couple updates they've done, they've given us these, like, checkbooks. They give you di- special challenges or objectives to do. If you complete all the challenges, objectives, they give you special things from this book if you complete them. They gave us a real big one to do to finish up the last four months of Destiny 1. My guess, and this is just me theorizing, is if they're not letting you carry over gear and loot and stuff like that, they might be able to let you recognize game saves. So if you keep a game save for Destiny 1, you buy Destiny 2, you throw in Destiny 2, and it recognizes that you've completed this objective or this book from year 1, or, you know, the first three years of Destiny... And maybe they give you a special piece of gear or a weapon or something to use in Destiny 2 because you've dedicated time to Destiny 1. I think at most they'll check to see if you have achievements in it and you'll get like a like a thing that says, I played Destiny 1. Look at me. I played Destiny 1. All I got was a shitty t-shirt. Yeah, um, like a, or a really shitty dance. <laughs> if, 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 you look, if you look for it, Brian, there actually is something out there about if you've gotten past X point in the game that you'll get whatever they... I can't remember what they said you'll get for Destiny 2, but there is something that you'll get once you've gotten past X point in Destiny. Okay. I'm just hoping it's something worthwhile, because otherwise I do feel like, even though there is a story reason why you're not getting gear and weapons from Destiny 1, I feel like it could be a bit of a slap in the face for people that have played this game for three years and have nothing to show for it when the sequel comes out. But I think all those people knew what they were getting into. Like, this was, like, kind of hyped up as this, like, almost like an MMO FPS. And anyone that knows about those games knows, like, your gear is going to be worthless with the new expansion and stuff. I can I can understand, like, upgrading gear and stuff like that. But even these new expansions, they're letting you essentially keep some of the gear that you like and just upgrade it yeah. to higher well, levels. Like, in WoW, like, the, you're it's just useless. You couldn't, like, keep your same gear because it just wouldn't keep up with the new enemies. Right. They could have done that, but it'd still end up being the same thing, I guess, where you just wouldn't use the old stuff because it doesn't work. Yeah. But, I mean, in Destiny, couldn't, or I'm sorry, in Warcraft, couldn't you um, transmogrify your new stuff if you didn't like the look of it to make it look like something you liked in the past? I think they added something like that eventually, but they also started, like, adding a bunch of, like, stuff that leveled up with you throughout the game. Oh, okay, yeah. So I, but I think nowadays it's so different, but, like, the first five years, I want to say, like, it would just, your stuff would just become worthless after. Yeah. Like, honestly, the first couple hours of playing the expansion, you wouldn't have any of your, like, original gear still. Well, the, I mean, the biggest difference for Destiny that they do is, like, with the new expansions they put out for the raids is that the gear you'll get to drop will have perks that will help you complete the raid. So if you're going in to do a King's Fall raid, you put on your King's Fall armor because you have additional armor when you're doing this activity because you have the chest piece. Or you put on your Wrath of the Machine gauntlets because they drop extra heavy ammo during the raid. You know, like during killing a certain enemy. Things like that where you have to have multiple different sets of armor to effectively play this right now. Which is, I think, another problem with the game is that just adding so much extra grinding where you not only do you need to grind out a good suit, you need to grind out, like, four different suits depending on what raid you're playing that week. 
which I think burns a lot of people out. It burned me out. Yeah, I mean, it, it can be very easy to burn out on. It's just, you know. Ian and... I'm hoping... Yeah. Sorry, just Ian and Andy. When did you guys walk away from Destiny? Uh, I started playing the Taken King raids. And um, the next expansion after that, I just kind of... The Rise of Iron? Yeah. I didn't get that, so... Okay, so you lasted through the first two years. I think I think Kings or the Taken King was up through year two. Right, right. Am I right, Mike? Like Rise mm-hmm. of Iron kicked off year three. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So Andy made it through two years. Ian, you were you fell off fairly early, I think, right? Yeah, like whenever they added that like um, thing where you could, it was like a raid, but you could do like the early like easy part of it with the random matchmaking with people. It was like, um, I don't remember even. <laughs> you like, you got keys or something to open up chests. But like, there were higher levels, you couldn't just match make it. He's uh, talking like about key. Prison of Elders. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. All, okay. Like, within less than a month of that coming out. So that's House of Wolves. Yeah, that's, I remember that. That <laughs> sounds like a thing. Yeah. So that was oh, the, man, what, second expansion oh. for year one, I think? Yeah, sure. that's, that's pretty early. Yeah. Um, Andy said he thought he might come around for Destiny 2. Do you have any interest in Destiny 2, Ian? Or is this still... Oh, yeah. Bungie is amazing, and they make really good shooters. But the thing is, I'm only going to play it for the PvP, so that that's the only reason I'd get it. I'm not dedicated enough to try and grind my way up through raid gears and stuff Yeah. with that. But the thing is, I guess at this point, I, I would just stick with Overwatch instead of learning a new PvP game. If you got Destiny, I'm guessing you'd get it for PC, or did you go PS4? I only own a PC now, so yeah. Oh, that's I'd right. I'd have to buy right. a PS4. <laughs> well, Maybe for that Spider-Man game you dicked Mike out on. No, don't bring <laughs> that, that up again. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't need Romano coming after me about that again. I'm hoping he just kind of forgets about it and just keeps playing Xbox. And I hope he's there for the 100th. That's all I'm going to talk <laughs> about. That's fucking... all, three, all three of my questions in my book are about that Spider-Man game. <laughs> Yeah, he'll probably kill me before then. <laughs> uh, yeah, anything else for Destiny? Were you guys disappointed they didn't show gameplay? No. I mean, no. what what can they really show? I mean, aren't the mechanics going to be pretty similar? You would hope, honestly. Yeah, I mean, we're all hoping the shooting mechanics change. and stuff stays the same. Yeah, because I mean... That's... I'm excited to try the beta. Yeah. Like... Yeah, it'll be, it'll I mean, my pre-order is in. I will be in the beta, so it'll be interesting to see uh, if they change any of the PvP stuff because some of that got pretty frustrating. Um, they have like more game modes ever. Yeah, like PvP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they've added stuff. Game modes for PvP right now. They actually truncated it to try and improve matchmaking. Um, before they did that, there was always available three classic modes, six standard modes, and then three competitive. Um, mm-hmm. And now they truncated it just to improve matchmaking and reduce the number of modes available each week. So it's a mm-hmm. rotating playlist each week of what you can play. 
just to get people in matches together because certain play yeah, yeah. certain game types were not getting played. Yeah, yeah. That's like playing Titanfall one at this point. You're just playing deathmatch. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, you guys ain't got anything else for Destiny? I think that might be where we tie this one off. Uh, I'm hoping they include Spartans this year. I think maybe Spartans? Oh, Halo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I was just, I was thinking that maybe they're not letting us have our gear now, but eventually year two expand, like year two of Destiny 2? Or would that be year five? Yeah, that'd be year what? five of Destiny. Year two okay. of Destiny 2. Um, that maybe they, you know, Cade finds like a hidden vault where some of our stuff was stashed or something. Like they might bring like it backwards back. backwards compatibility? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think what's more likely is sort of what they do with the weapons that were available in year one that they're like, no, we're not going to upgrade these for year two. And then by year three, they're like, oh, by the way, here's a new version of this gun from year one that now works. Well, sort and of, now you yeah. have all the old ones that you wanted from the new raids. Right. That's right. But... It doesn't make a difference if I held that one from year one. I still have to get the new version of the weapon now from year three. Mm -hmm. I feel like it would be something like that, that they might make old gear and weapons available to you somewhere during Destiny 2 that yeah, were available in Destiny 1, but you have to get like earn them all. You're not just going to... Right. When I stopped playing, though, they had a key, like a weapon and armor kiosk near the Vanguard leaders, I thought. Mm -hmm. Yes. Where you still were, there. Like, if you had... Um, uh, what's a good example? The old exotic version of something you could spend. What do they call them? Vanguard, Vanguard points, or I can't remember what the the currency was, but you could spend such and such um, on the new version of said gun. Yes, but it, with the problem with with that was is there was not always a new version uh, of that gun. Well, yeah, like like um like I had Thorn, and there was not a new version of Thorn. Right. But yeah, Rise Rise of Iron bought a new version of Thorn. Uh this just expansion just brought back uh the Vex and the Necrochasm. Um so they like they're bringing them all back now, but for a long time there was a lot of them that you couldn't get again. Right. But I'm wondering if that's not going to be a similar thing for Destiny 2. Like that little kiosk be like, "Oh, you like Thorn and Thorn 2? Well, now we have Thorn 3." You know, like <laughs> I, I part of me thinks like, oh, that's a neat idea, but part of me also says, no, fuck you, Destiny Two, get creative, make new guns, all new guns. You know, like part of me feels that way about it too, because do I really want you know in Destiny Year Nine to be still using the same gun I was in Destiny Year Two? Yeah, but you'll be dual wielding in Year Nine. <laughs> Ooh, there we go, dual wielding Fate Bringers or last, just last this... word. Halo 2 is when they added dual wielding, so I'm hoping they, they bring it back again. <laughs> Everybody likes their aiming down the sights too much. Dual wielding is a thing of the past. Hey, we did get Halo 5 Guardians, did we not? And that's what you are in Destiny, is a Guardian. <laughs> you trying to make some connections there? <laughs> hey, who knows, right? Uh, are Guardians the Forerunners? <laughs> what? Oh, oh my goodness. So I'm available, Bungie. Hit me up. I <laughs> can make story connections you haven't even thought of yet. Everyone named Martha now. Yes. <laughs> the Guardians were all forerunners and they were all named Martha. That's the That's a story. That's the traveler's nickname is Martha. 
It's his mother. <laughs> He's also his own mother. Who saw that coming? Martha did. <laughs> All right, we WhiteSpiderLiquid.com. Check it out. Out of control. I think that's time to be done. <laughs> We've had enough white white spider liquid for one night. Uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna tie this one off there. Um, next week we're taking a week off. Uh, Mike and I will actually be in Orlando. We are going to Star Wars Celebration, so we will not be around to record a podcast. So jealous. Yeah, it's going to be pretty epic. Uh, so I'm yes. sure when we come back, there will be all kinds of stuff to talk about, at least Star Wars news. I'm expecting a trailer for The Last Jedi. So I'm sure we'll find something to dive into with that once we come back. Other than that, uh, if you've enjoyed the show, please stop by iTunes. You can leave us a five-star rating and review there. And be sure to share, subscribe, and favorite the show. As always, you can find us on Facebook. You can search for Bright Guy and Super Friends or go to www.facebook.com slash Superfriends. And don't forget, you can send us questions, comments, topics, suggestions, any of that good stuff to Superfriends at gmail.com or at bgsuperfriends on Twitter. And on behalf of Andy... Ian, Mike, and myself, thank you for listening, and we will talk to you guys next time.